ASMR version. <laughs> I know. We've talked about this before, but I don't know what we're going to do when we only have a two-hour time difference instead of a 16-hour time difference. Because with a two-hour time difference, I really feel like we can't do mornings. We have to do evenings. We'll have to do, maybe, yeah. It depends on what my job situation. I mean, literally, like, it probably depends. Or I can just, like, wake up earlier and start talking earlier. <laughs> <laughs> do some vocal warm-ups. Do some la 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 some tea. <laughs> then a half step up. All right, well, shall we? Welcome to Wildly Tarot Podcast. Welcome to Wildly Tarot Podcast. Welcome to Wildly Tarot Podcast. Hi, Esther. Hi, Holly. We are recording at a not usual time, and the reason is that Esther's divorced. Yeah, I'm finally, it's official. I have paperwork. I'll show you the paperwork. And I'm having it's an all Olipop Korean, so classic root beer in celebration of your divorce. Oh, thank hey, you. Hey, that looks official as hell. There's they like a bunch of stamps official. on there. It, it, show, it shows my birth, my, my, uh, like, I still have his ID number. So hopefully he, like, I never, like, learn how to hack, you know, and take a credit card out in his name. Because I still have Hopefully all you never learn how to hack and take a credit card out of his name. I don't have the same hope for you. I hope you do <laughs> learn how to hack. And you do take a credit card. I, I ruined his credit score in America before he even gets there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I wasn't even thinking about that component of it. See, and now that you're divorced, you can start watching 90 Day Fiance and 90 Day Fiance the other way, which are both glorious trash television shows. Yes. But they were like a little bit too, too close to home too close to home when you were doing a multinational marriage thing. But yes. now you can appreciate these incredibly wild people alongside of me yeah good i i, I look forward to it because like i'm i i am very much like I, for some reason before the day my brain was like not as a single person brain even though we've been separated for more than a year at that point or anything like that yeah. my brain was not like i don't know why i need a piece of paper to to finally be like okay but I'll, but i also it's like there's a relief that i don't have to like deal with any more changes any more thing well, else it's done and i think it's like both things you're both legally divorced and also you're like 99 percent sure that he's leaving your region yeah so you he don't even left have to have yesterday. that like yeah you don't even have to have that anxiety of like oh my god was that his car like right, am i gonna right. run into him he's just gone like he's fully lifted himself out of your life he has he has he has yeeted himself from and my life as like you know knock on wood but he has not tried anything weird with dogs yeah yep no he has not well yeah so we're recording on a friday afternoon and it's saturday morning for esther and she did wake up like less than one hour ago and usually i'm the one who's still rubbing sleep out of my eyes so this will all go great it's oh yeah no fantastic. oh no i delivered my car at 3 a.m because i could not sleep and so i drove the car over there at 3 a.m and walked back <laughs> Wait, so you're going to have no car at all for the nope. next couple of months till you come back? Nope, no car. Oh my Which is God. okay, because like my job, I can walk to it pretty easily, except for like one day a week where I'll have to take a bus, like out of town or whatever. But yeah, welcome to my life. Wow. I didn't realize that. I thought you were just like, like, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Why would I think that you were just signing over the... Oh yeah, no, no. My, like... my, my, my former father-in-law has, he, it's, the car is in his name. Mm. And so it's I like I don't have to sell it or anything, so I'm like very thrilled about that. But yeah, so <laughs> I had a very funny brain dead moment today when yes, I yes, was yes. talking to two friends because I bought 
a ticket to go see Lizzo by myself. Oh, yes. In a couple weeks, which I'm very excited about. I fucking love Lizzo. I truly can't wait. Um, and I was like, you know what? I have panic attacks and crowds. Like the minute that I told our friend Natalie that I was going, she's like, I just listened to your wildly tarot episode where you were talking about your panic attack at the soccer game. Like, what's your plan for this? And I was like, yeah. I already thought about it. I got <laughs> tickets that are like fully side view of the stage because I got an aisle seat. So if okay. I need to panic and leave, I can uh-huh. just panic and leave and not be like, oh, I have to crawl over like right. 30 people. Right. So I think that'll really help. And it's also way smaller of an arena than the stadium that we were at okay. where the football game was. So I think, it, I think I'll be okay. Right. But I was telling two friends that I was doing that. And one of them was like, wait a second. Like, I really want to go. Like, why didn't you say anything? I'll totally go with you. <laughs> so she, because there's such terrible seats on the side view, bought the seat next to me oh. and is going to come with me. Yeah. Um, and then we were having a conversation about like that, that friend's birthday is this weekend. And I'm not using names because of the following information. The third friend is going through IVF treatments. Okay, and so right. she's going to miss the second friend's birthday celebrations this weekend because she's doing an egg retrieval. And uh, so the second friend was like, oh, well, you should just come to the Lizzo concert with us. And the third friend goes, I don't think I can because of all of this IVF stuff. Okay, so where does your brain go when you hear somebody say that they can't because of the IVF stuff? Because my brain went, oh, it's too too much excitement. Oh, <laughs> Or then my second thought was, oh, but no one can smoke in arenas anymore. Like I had all these like actual physical yeah. bodies. Yeah, yeah. No, I was thinking like concert physical body stuff. Eggs? Okay. Yeah, I was it's thinking because... like, oh, I guess maybe she's walking too much. Maybe yeah, like around okay, the arena. Good. That's where I was okay. going with that. Okay, me and friend two were doing the exact same thing. Okay, we were coming up with all these reasons why it might be bad for your body to be at a concert. Right, like, right. You're jumping around too much. The walk from the parking lot's too intense. Like it's too loud. Maybe yeah. noise has a way of impacting egg development. No, girl, it's because the IVF treatment is so fucking expensive. Oh, okay. <laughs> and when she said that, <laughs> friend two and I were like. That was like not even in my no. top twenty-five guesses about no. why you no, I would think you could make this. Work. No, I'd be like, it's it's in in utero. The 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 eggs can hear things, and it's yeah, just disturbing the, the decibels. Yeah. <laughs> like I was like, maybe the vibrations of the loud noises yeah. would like jostle your ovaries too much and fuck yeah. up egg development. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Nope, we were totally, no. totally wrong. I, but I'm so reassured to know that you had the exact same reaction. Oh, no, like, no, like... the way she, again, the way people <laughs> phrase things, it makes my mind go somewhere. A la your sister say, saying that she had, like, she had a little baby, little baby fever. fever. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, so she just, she wants a baby, but only just a little bit. A like... little bit, yeah. And when that text message, when she, when Katie said, I have, guys, I'm upset, I have a little baby fever. My mom and I both went into full blown, like, that's okay. It's totally normal. Like, you know, it's probably just your ovulating or whatever. And she's like, no, no, no. I have a tiny fever. Like I have a fever of (laughs) 100.1. Why do we need to put like, just I have a small fever that exists. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like doing my gung ho selling her on being a single parent thing where I'm like, just do it on your own. It'll be so great. You have such a great support system. And she's like, no. My fever is just barely over 100, so it's not a big fever. It's a little baby fever. (laughs) Is that the way we're phrasing this? I've never heard that before. I have never heard. I've heard baby fever. I've heard little fever. I've heard small fever, but little baby fever. Little baby fever. (laughs) (laughs) Baby fever 
together means something very specific. <laughs> I know. And she didn't use the right hyphenation. I was thinking like oh. if she put a dash in there somewhere, I would understand what she meant. Maybe. Like a little a little bait. No, I probably still would get it wrong. Yeah, I would still get it wrong. <laughs> just say like I was I have like a small fever and do like S M O L, like small fever. Small, like, just a small fever. Small fever. <laughs> we have another friend who is telling a story about meeting one of her friend's boyfriends and or one of her friend's girlfriends and the girlfriend referred to a sex act between that is a somebody a, like a woman receiving a sex act of a hand job. Oh, OK, OK. I've never heard that referred to as a hand job either. Like oh, no, I've never sure. heard of that. Yeah, but I've never heard of job, that. I was like, is that a regional thing? Because I feel like that's really specifically penis related. I don't know. Yes, yes. But again, I've it's just one of those things that. where it's like, we're all speaking the same language. Why are we having yes. such a hard time understanding <laughs> what the other person means? I'm like, I have, I've read a lot of romance novels and lately a lot more like female living female romance novels. Yeah, yeah. And that has never, ever come up never. as a colloquial <laughs> term. That's what I was saying. I was like, you need to get her more into romance novels and then she'll have like no end of euphemisms for various yeah. sex acts because oh, yeah. everyone has to come up with creative ways of explaining stuff. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Without like triggering like the medical terms or like the, the right, high school locker room terms. Just, like <laughs> incredibly, incredibly like, you know, just boring words. Yes. Yes. Anyway, what are we talking about? We're going to do a regular episode with two questions and a deck review. So I guess we should stop talking about hand jobs. I mean, I mean <laughs> we can, this, we're, you know, this is not our, our third podcast now. Wildly, wildly hand jobby podcast. <laughs> do we talk about hand jobs a lot? Then I'm like, you know that I have all of these aunts and like mom's cousins and like <laughs> listening to this podcast. So hi, Robin. Hi, Margie. Hi. They know <laughs> about it. They were there when things so were created. Much. It's fine. <laughs> well, and also I'm realizing more and more as my parents stop hiding things about their own youths that our parents' generation oh, did yeah. way more wild stuff than oh, we yeah. ever did. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. That, that's my philosophy is like our generation is like one of the most like closed off generations right like, like we're very like this thought yesterday. and boring <laughs> yes absolutely okay i've got five percent on my ipad so we'll see how long this goes <laughs> i know mine was also dead and i was just buying time until it woke up after being plugged in so i plugged it in like right obvious. as we start recording <laughs> <laughs> we need to keep we need to keep riffing so we have time for our ipads to turn back on that's that's all that we're doing when we do these like long intros is waiting for our ipads to to start charging yeah the, and that actually probably goes to show how old mine is that it will hold charge for like one single episode and then throughout the rest of the week even though i'm barely using it at all completely drain. <laughs> but i'm gonna choose a card of the day and i'm Yay. going to use oh I guess I can give you an update first. I did buy oh, yes. the Fyodor Pavlov tarot. Oh, you did! Yay! Came. So I do have that. Yay! Um, That's and what exciting. else did I? I also had one other update for you, but I can't even remember what it was. Is it in the question? I can't remember. There was. Um, both of our questions today are quite long. Yeah, yeah. So I was just going to read the bolded to... parts. <laughs> Yeah, it saves my brain trying to like free edit on the fly yeah and question askers we appreciate the additional context oh yes we yes really, yes really we do. do it's always super lovely and please don't ever feel offended that we cut things down like <laughs> no 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 definitely don't feel offended we're just doing it only because it's probably boring to hear people just like read 
well maybe not who knows all right our card of the day i'm using the hilda tiles because hilda never does me wrong especially when i'm feeling a little punchy um we got the ace of pentacles Ooh, i like that Oh, that's another update. I uh, went to campus three days this week, which is why we couldn't record on our normal Tuesday. And then right. Wednesday, you're going to the courthouse and stuff. end up getting chaotic. Yep. But so because I was there on a Monday, I saw <clears throat> coworkers that I don't usually work with because they uh -huh. usually do Mondays and Tuesdays and I usually do Wednesdays and Thursdays on campus. And one of them, um, I used to read tarot for all the time and I haven't read for her since before the pandemic. And so we did a reading on Tuesday Aww. at the end of the day. And it was like so nice to reconnect with a coworker yeah. in that way. It felt really, really good. She had like so much good stuff going on. She just had a job change and there's just a lot of chaos going on with her life and doing the reading felt so good. I haven't done a in-person reading for somebody for a really, really long time. Are you taking a picture of a dog? You better be. It was conscious. She's glaring at me right now with a box behind her because I'm packing. She's what like, can we go back she, to bed? She, she's, look at this glare from her. <laughs> anyway, the Ace of Pentacles made me think of it because she got an Ace of Pentacles. And I just really like having that sort of be a theme in general because I yes. love Pentacles. And having mm. an Ace, oh my God, she <laughs> is pissed at you. I don't know why. Do you post Kevja enough on your Instagram that people, that listeners, like, know what she looks like? I, I've, maybe? Or how she's the most expressive dog that ever walked the planet? <laughs> like, I tried the to, side eye. That's, like, that side eye is, was, I was like, excuse me, I don't know what I've done. I'm just recording. Yeah, so I just she looks, at your like, space. legitimately mad at you. <laughs> she does. I was like. That's why I'm saying it's, it was like, what's going on, babe? But then she just kept looking away. And I was like, hey, I beat you looking at me. Because people won't see the side eye unless it's like staring straight at me. Right. She really does look like she crammed <laughs> herself as close to you as possible and is now super pissed that you're talking. <laughs> just how very dare you. Rude. How very dare I. <laughs> but oh, no, I love nice. a good Ace of Pentacles. It's so nice. I know. I just think that like, yeah. It just, it's like it the so least nice offensive Ace. Yeah, well, it's like kind of like to me always feels a little bit better, like more yes. secure, not like quite as like emotional, chaotic, chaotic. <laughs> the other three. <laughs> she got a lot of. She got the Queen of Swords, and then also later Ooh. the Eight of Swords, and I was like, I love this, like, and the oh, the Queen of Swords was paired with the Tower. Oh. And, I, and she just started a new job that is like very, oh. like very in charge of a lot of shit. And I was uh -huh. like, this is full blown telling you to burn this shit down, cut out yeah. all of the bullshit, call it out uh -huh. and let it collapse. Like yeah. you are the queen of swords. Like you yeah. just get to say this is collapsing and I'm not doing anything to fix it. I'm making the decision yeah. to let cut out all the bullshit and let it fall where it can. Yeah. And she's like, that's so nice to hear. <laughs> well, that's good. It's a nice thing to hear. Because I feel like when you're starting a new job, you're like, how do I keep this together as much as possible? Right. It's not always, not always a thing. Yeah. Can't always happen. Anyway, that was super fun. All right. We I should answer that. our questions. We should. I will also say there are so children. We got so used to our mega oh, banter that we don't know how to do this. <laughs> we don't know how to do anything else. Uh, there are children outside playing, so I cannot um, control that. So just an okay. FYI to listeners. I can't hear anything. We'll I he On my side, I hear recording. stuff and then it'll peak. And I'm like, oh, maybe it's picking up on my side. So just to listeners, I do not have children. 
at this moment, I don't ever plan to have children, <laughs> and I cannot control other people's children that are playing outside. <laughs> what if your surprise was, this week was really chaotic because I got divorced and also had a child? <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, please, God, no. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, please, that's the last thing I need right now. <laughs> I don't want to pay for another plane ticket. I know. I was thinking, like, you already have to pay for so much for the dogs to get back to the United States. (laughs) If you had a dog under the chair in front of you and then also a baby on your lap, that would be the worst flight of your entire life. Oh, oh, it would be horrible. Ugh. I've cast that for my brain. Be gone. Okay. Yeah, we're not manifesting that. We're not manifesting that. Uh, Our first question from the episode is from Lauren. And she says, I am seeking your advice on how to navigate this current chapter with my daughter, Grace. She is six years old and going through a page of wands phase in her life. We are currently looking for after school activities and with summer approaching, potentially considering camps. How can I provide the most support to my daughter as we navigate this phase of life, considering Grace's current challenges and inclinations, what other types of activities or hobbies could potentially provide her with a sense of fulfillment and personal growth during this page of wands phase yes so the part that we didn't say is that they tried a sport and it went well when it was a small group and it went poorly when it was a large group because there was too much stimulus and it was a little bit overwhelming um and that they are already working with um with some like emotional regulation through her school so it's not like they're trying to like force her into situations that she's not comfortable with, but we need to do something, especially when we're, you know, growing and having interest change and stuff. So how do you want to start? I'm pulling, first of all, I'm pulling out the fate. Sorry. I am pulling out. I'm trying to get the P not in the straight mic. I'm pulling out the page of wands from my deck. Smart. Maybe I will switch to a different deck. That's easier to, do that with. I'll use with spirit. I that's what I'm using too. No way. Yeah. Hey, All right, Charlie Claire Burgess, how we love you. <laughs> the page of wands is a redhead too. The best. No, all people are wonderful. I just always prefer a redhead. No, it's not even a preference. I just always <laughs> love a redhead. I was thinking about the fact that my parents didn't let me watch Clarissa Explains It All when I was a kid because she had a redheaded younger brother that she was super mean to all the time. And um, I also had a redheaded younger brother, and they were super, super worried that I would start, like, emulating that behavior. <laughs> like, where does that come from? Like, there is... <laughs> Like, this is why our generation is so, like, closed off. is because our parents tried to overprotect everybody. <laughs> I know. Well, and they weren't, like, protected in general of content. Like, they, they yeah. didn't mind us watching content that had, like, sexual themes or whatever. Right. They didn't like us to watch things where people were mean to each other, though. Yeah. That was, like, a big no-no. No-no. Or bratty. Like, do you remember in the Care Bears how there was that character that would always scream? We didn't you have, didn't watch Care Bears. No, we didn't have we 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 had PBS. 
there was, was like a it. bad guy. I think her name might have even been Screechy, but I wouldn't know because I wasn't allowed to watch it because the screeching really <laughs> made my parents upset. Which then I'm like, how did you guys not know that you were neuro- neurodivergent? You got oh, so yeah. overwhelmed by screeching. I mean, sounds. I guess a lot of people get overwhelmed by screechiness, but given the no. behaviors that both of them have, I'm like, <laughs> how did we not know this until 2022? How did we not know this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. When they still don't know that. I've just diagnosed them because I'm. Sure. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. But also, I think that it helps me understand. Oh yeah, absolutely. In some ways. All right. So, Page of Wands is out for both of us, and I guess just starting, or maybe just starting with like how Lauren can best support her daughter during this yes. time would be good, and then come up with maybe some themes for activities. I thought it would be kind of cool to see if we can read tarot cards to indicate a specific activity, activity? style. Yeah, Doesn't that seem kind of fun? Yeah. See, if, see how it goes? Yeah. But first, we'll just do general support. Especially because um, all of the court cards in Fifth Spirit Tarot, they have like a job or like an identity of something to do. Mm-hmm. So. A task at hand. Yes. So how can Lauren provide the most support for Grace? Oh, boy. Oh, jeez. Everything's falling. My life is falling apart, and so are my cards. <laughs> Aww. Oh, I love this. So I just want to say that I've never, ever met a Grace that I didn't love. And I've also Aww. never, ever met a Grace that wasn't, like, kind of chaotic in the absolute <laughs> most fun ways possible. <laughs> Every Grace I know is just, like, an absolute blast, including my cousin Grace, who I just adore. She's Aww. just, like the coolest best person <laughs> and That's yes so a little sweet. chaotic <laughs> <laughs> so i got the three of wands and the ace of cups okay three of wands ace of cups and i got the ten of wands and the seven of pentacles oh interesting i kind of can see that because i feel like there is sort of like this idea of needing to have an established thing already. Mm-hmm. But I feel like my cards are sort of indicating that what you're doing already is supporting grace. Like a three of wands is planning, but also planning mm-hmm. for emotional stuff. Right. And the ace of cups is always like kind of an overwhelmed emotional thing, which really tracks with what grace's mm-hmm. experience was with, Oh, I have the hiccups. Great. How did this happen? <laughs> Why is my diaphragm spasming? <sighs> um, it makes sense with her having kind of like a emotional dysregulation to being mm-hmm. in an overwhelming environment. And I feel like that's kind of like the emotion spilling over in an Ace of Cups sort of situation. Mm-hmm. And the Three of Wands is so... I, I, I prefer the Three of Wands in this situation over the two because it's both like forward thinking and planning, but also like about like action is starting to happen. And so I right. think it just really indicates that like, Currently, your current method of support already is really good. Mm-hmm. And then maybe the cards that you pulled could be like a furthering of that same idea. Yeah, the yeah, because the seven of pentacles is that planting stage and you're kind of like waiting for the things to grow. Mm-hmm. And with the ten of wands, to me, that's kind of like, even though it's difficult to kind of continue to work through these things, but it's yeah. it, the burden is hard. But at the same time, you're going to be seeing fruit from it. So don't be discouraged in that. Yeah. And I especially like the Seven of Pentacles in that because it really is like, like, this is the beginning stages of something. In the same way that the Three of Wands is like, this is the beginning stages of something. But the Pentacles add that additional, like, like, 
ta like nah, what's the word I'm looking for? Not tacit. Tactical is also wrong. Tactile. Oh, tactile. Like yeah. sort of tactile in the real world mm -hmm. growth. Whereas the yes. three of wands is more about like sort of planning and envisioning action. Right. So I like that combination a lot. And then mm -hmm. the ten of wands is just I think I mean, obviously not a parent, so I don't right. know for sure. But I get the feeling that a ten of wands is something that parents just kind of hold with them while their kids are young. Yeah. Because it's a lot and there's a lot of things you're in charge of. There's a lot of responsibilities and there's a lot of like activities and things that are going on. And especially when there's like sort of that ace of cups overwhelming of emotions with the page of wands of like enthusiastically trying new things that are maybe a little iffy. It just makes sense that there would be a ten of wands, even with all of this other like oh yeah, raw raw Lauren, you're doing the right stuff. Uh -huh. It is going to also feel like a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I think it's nice that the cards recognize that part of things because if totally. it was like all like roses and in you know lace and excitement confetti stuff, it'd be like, are are you sure you're reading my cards? Like right, so <laughs> it doesn't feel like that necessarily. Right, I feel a little bit less less yes light and breezy about all of this exactly <laughs> do we want to each pull one or two cards and see if we can come up with activity ideas yeah let's right? let's let's see if we what we can come up with oh interest oh this is okay okay i'm gonna pull two more because my first pull feels very like therapy-ish oh okay mine <laughs> and i want an actual activity I've got it. Okay. I'm thinking about mine. Combination, please. Hold. Oh, okay. We're both going to... I'm going to pull two more just to continue it. Okay. Okay. So my first two cards that I pulled for an activity are the Star and the Queen of Cups. And paired with that Ace of Cups from earlier, it just makes me feel like there is going to be some component, some component of like needing a established emotional support that can mm -hmm. like be in the picture beyond Lauren and Grace's life that can kind of show the hopefulness or optimism. Right. So maybe even like keeping an eye out for like maybe a figure that has queen of cups energy that Grace feels really drawn to could spark something about that person's hobbies that might like encourage Grace to get involved with something. Mm -hmm. But also this specific Queen of Cups feels very therapeutic because it is like a woman sitting behind a table um, mm -hmm. and it's kind of like scrying. And oh, so yes. that brings some of the like queerant energy yeah. into a Queen of Cups because there's a chair across the table. Yeah. So I feel like it could be like an older mentor who really has their emotional life together that sort of inspires mm -hmm. Grace. That might be a good place to look, but there'll be sort of some sort of like, like, piece of hope with that star like some sort of like light glimmer of enthusiasm and joy and I know that the star doesn't necessarily mean enthusiasm and joy but it does mean hope and I feel like given the circumstances that hope would be a good place to like draw from further that you can get from somebody else mm -hmm. what were your second two cards my second two cards were the seven of cups and the wheel of fortune and I really love those two cards together because it reminds me of a conversation I was having earlier today with our friend Natalie about how my I was raised in a very, like, if you don't want to do it, you don't have to kind of household, oh, uh -huh. especially about clubs and activities. Okay, like, okay. We were allowed to try stuff and stop doing it if we didn't like it. And we were never really, like, forced to complete a season or, like, you know, get really good at an instrument. 
And I think that that really benefited me because it allowed me to really figure out what I actually wanted to do. And Uh also to never feel like I'm going to let someone down if I try something and it doesn't work. Like I've always felt like I, I didn't get trapped in really terrible jobs because I was raised in an environment where if I hated something, I could just say, I'm Mm -hmm. not doing this anymore. Right, right. And the Seven of Cups paired with the Wheel of Fortune really makes me think of that because it's kind of like the Seven of Cups is about so many choices. Uh And the uh Wheel of Fortune sort of brings this component of like, oh, (laughs) dog, dog city. (laughs) Esther is currently muted and yelling in Korean at her dogs, but very gently. She's gentle parenting them as much as she can. (laughs) They all just lost it. Now she's art directing with like one finger. <laughs> okay, I think we we, I, we have neighbors that are being loud in the hallway, and they are letting me know quite violently that these. Yeah, well, they're the worried that you're not paying close enough attention and that something terrible might happen. It's a Kamja is the most alert. She. Oh okay, yeah. Okay. She went I, from I, just full blown side eyeing you to being like, now you're dropping every <gasps> single fucking ball. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. But I anyway, I like the Wheel of Fortune paired with the Seven of Cups because I think it kind of goes with that like letting it flow kind mm-hmm. of energy. Like yeah. try things, see how they go. Right. Don't put a lot of stock or importance in anything until you kind of like let it run its course. And I think the like lack of control of the Wheel of Fortune is really lovely in this context mm-hmm. paired with something that where there's a lot of different options because the Page of Wands wants to try everything. Yeah. And yeah. that's okay. And this is really saying like the activities can be multitude mm-hmm. and you just can watch them happen and see how they go and decide right. that if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And obviously like, I think that there is some like, you know, guidance that can happen when your kid is having a lot of different interests. But mm-hmm. like, I do think that the reason my brother was in like a parody band in high school is because he played the saxophone and then he wanted to pick up the guitar and everyone was just kind of like, yeah, sure. Go with the flow, do whatever you want. Yeah. And that was really good for him. And he got to explore a lot of stuff that he wouldn't otherwise gotten, have gotten to explore if they'd been like, no, your instrument is the saxophone. Yeah. Or maybe finding a program that they change up like the activities every on a week to week right. basis. Like, a lot of summer camps have yeah. that component. Like even at the YMCA where it'll be like, Oh, we do one day where we're doing field games and one day where we're doing yoga and one day where we're doing a trip to a museum or whatever. Uh-huh. And that feels very like good in this situation. And maybe that's the way that you would meet the queen yeah. of cups person. Maybe there's like a camp director or a counselor yeah. at a summer camp that could really help with narrowing down what the interests are. And that pairs even more with the wheel of fortune of sort of like Lauren being a little bit more hands off and uh-huh. letting a bunch of options <clears throat> appear for them appear for grace sort of without the onus being on Lauren having to find all of them. Right, exactly. Well, uh, interesting that you drew the star because I also drew the star. Oh. And I drew the devil. And for me, I was thinking of less like the meaning of the cards and more of like the visual representation and like yeah, what girl, that would explore. I love it. <laughs> and for, well, for the star, because like the person is right by the water, yeah. potentially like water sports, because yeah. that's your it's a team event where you're around people but it's also individualized individual swimming you get such a good like shutdown of external stimuli if you're right. on a swim team when you're swimming it's just like 
you're not involved with right. the other people hardly at all. Right. Nathan, did you just knock on the door? Hmm. Maybe it was my door that was knocking. <laughs> <laughs> or my ancestral portraits are coming alive before my very eyes. Oh, I mean, maybe. <laughs> I haven't seen anything come out quite yet, but I'll let you know if something comes, like, manifest. No, they have you. more peaceful vibes. I don't okay. think they're interested in. And then I also drew the devil, which to me came across as, like, a hands-on thing. Because this is, like, a, puppete- a puppeteer, puppeteering puppets. Yeah. Did you like how I a puppeteer puppeteering puppets? Puppeting. Wow, that's every use of the word puppet. You got subject, <laughs> verb, and noun. A puppeteer puppeting puppets. Puppeteering puppets, yes. I love it. Anyway, but I think it's definitely like more like so hands on. We have to get Grace involved with puppets. Puppets. I wasn't being like that literal because I was like, well, at least no, something. I know. Maybe it's puppets though. You I, don't maybe, know. I mean, puppets. They, 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 there's a reason why it's a long lasting tradition. Um, I know. But, but it actually these are more like marionettes too. So that's true. That's true. But anyway, so I think more of like it being a hands on thing where they are using their Getting like physical being to do something to control something yeah i mean like in a positive way that yes yes negative. yeah yeah i really Absolutely. like that i think looking for a summer camp where there's a lot of different activities that mm-hmm. that grace could do every day is your best bet yeah yeah and her let like like you something said letting her cool. explore and allowing that freedom of choice for if she you know like oh you know, like you know exploring this oh, if you don't like it okay we'll go to the next thing yeah. it's not a big deal yeah totally and not sort of like forcing i mean it's hard because all these programs want you to commit to a certain amount of time yeah but i just think that it's really hard for a kid who gets trapped doing something they hate to allow themselves to ever feel passion about something because mm-hmm. they just can't like when you start having to do something you hate, it's like the reason we've talked about hiking so much, but it's one of the reasons why it took my whole entire family years and years and years to like hiking again. Yeah. Cause we used to get dragged on these long ass hikes and we mm-hmm. had no control over it. And it yeah. made us all really resentful of hikes. Yes. Yes, exactly. And it took years to get over that. Yeah. And my mom still teases my dad about it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I love this. Well, good luck, Lauren, and you'll have yes. to let us know what you end up deciding to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm very curious about. And good luck. I feel like Knight of or Page of Wands energy is so freaking fun. Oh yeah, especially for a kid. Yeah, absolutely love it. So fun, so fun. Our second question is a huge difference from our first question. So if Grace is listening to this. <laughs> We had a handjob reference at the beginning and a sexual content question in the middle. So well, we are we are rated on like this. nineteen on. Yeah, that's true. There's that's a reason. True. It's not <laughs> too graphic, but anyway. Okay. So sexually frustrated says, "I hope this message finds you both well. I'm reaching out to seek your assistance and guidance in interpreting a recent tarot spread I conducted." I love it when people ask us for second opinions about tarot spreads. I think it's so much fun. Yes, 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 yes. Um. Uh, the spread revolves. What the spread revolves around a difficult situation I'm currently facing in my relationship, and I believe your insights could help me gl- gain clarity and understanding. Uh, basically, sexually frustrated, and her partner have a 12 year age difference, and she's 29 and he's 41, and she feels like she's at her sexual peak, and his libido seems to be waning. Um, Then she goes on to say, my partner struggled with alcoholism and his experience with sober sex is rather limited with most of it involving me. 
On the other hand, I grew up in a religious environment that stigmatized and shamed sexuality. It was only around the time I got together with my partner that I began to feel more comfortable with my own sexuality. Part of me senses a desire to make up for lost time, and at times this desire might be influenced by my addictive tendencies. However, it is primarily rooted in my deep love for my partner and my genuine yearning for a satisfying physical connection with him. As my partner experiences guilt or shame regarding my satisfaction, his interest in sexual intimacy diminishes. Consequently, the lack of sexual activity intensifies my feelings of neglect, leading to an unfortunate cycle of escalating resentments. Mm-hmm. Uh, given the severity of the problem and the mounting tension between us, I've contemplated, I have contemplated involving external help, including consulting the tarot. It's important to note that I'm currently in therapy where I've addressed this issue extensively. My therapist and I have discussed the possibility of inviting my partner for a session to address the matter within that supportive environment. However, with regards to the tarot, I took the initiative to create a spread that I would appreciate your assistance with interpreting. The spread is... I can... I think the worst part is how much it surprises you. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. She's she's still barking. How dare you not listen to me? (laughs) And now you're putting us in the room? What the hell, man? What's going on, Mom? You're going the wrong direction. (laughs) (laughs) We've all had... I mean, Mac is barking in the background of most episodes, so I can barely hear her. I think you're okay. Oh, that's good. It terrifies every time they bark. It's it's one of my triggers every time. Every time. I can't get over it. It's startling. Okay. I don't blame you one bit. Okay. Okay, for each position I've drawn... No, sorry. The spread I conducted consists of five cards and corresponds to the following positions. What lies at the core of the situation? What motivates me sexually? How am I interpreting my partner's motivations? And what steps should we take to strengthen our sexual relationship? I think that's a really great spread, first of all. Like, very well thought out. I love that it ends on an action you can take. We always talk about that in spread creation. Um, so the cards that sexually frustrated pulled were the Knight of cups for what lies at the core of the situation, the seven of swords for what motivates me sexually, which I would love to hear your opinion about as a seven of swords. Truther. (laughs) Okay. A truther. Uh, The Knight of pentacles, (laughs) the Knight of pentacles for how am I interpreting my partner's motivations? Which she had such a different interpretation of that than I would have. So I'm interested to talk about that with you too. And then lastly, she pulled two cards for what steps should we take to strengthen our sexual relationship. And those two cards were the nine of pentacles and the ace of cups. Okay. So I think we should just talk about it. Go by one by one. Yeah, just one by one. So the knight of cups uh, at what lies at the core of the situation. What are you feeling? I mean, we've joked that the knight of cups is the fuck boy card. Yeah, I mean, but given that their admission that this is like a high peak time for them, that mm-hmm. doesn't surprise me. Right. Where it's like a very a sexually charged atmosphere right now is what I think. Like yeah. they and also pot- potentially like a little bit of like rose colored glasses going on where potentially like either person could be just seeing it from their own perspective and not looking at the reality of what's truly the core of the problem. Oh, maybe. Where, you know, you think that it may be specifically, like, like, because to me it seems like that, at least when I was reading the Knight of Pentacles one, it's like their rejection of you kind of feels very 
much like the core of the problem kind of like right. the romance of it like the not only just the act of the moment itself but everything like around that moment kind of right. like leading up to that moment well and... when you say the romance when you said the romance involved it really made me think of like the uh comment that sexually frustrated made about like having some addictive person personality traits in general yeah. and worrying that her desire for an active sex life with her partner is coming from a place of that mm-hmm, and having mm-hmm. like a more restricted uh, upbringing. And so I don't know if this is me just projection, but I almost yeah. feel like in sometimes in situations where people are raised in a restrictive environment, they're also raised to have these kind of like expectations surrounding romance. Yes. Like, then you find the one and everything is magical and beautiful. And they're like your knight on shining armor and the knight of pen or the knight of uh, cups is the knight in shining armor. Yeah. So there's this like component of expecting the romance to be really magical that comes with mm-hmm. being raised in a super restrictive. Right. Like environment like that. Uh-huh. Kind of, the romance part is really bringing that up for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So especially with the Knight of Cups, I think it's like multifaceted, but there's something that that's being looked at through like those rose colored glasses that's not being addressed. Right. That's kind of so what Sexually Frustrated says is romance and seeking love is the core of the issue. The seeking love really jumps out. Yeah. Yeah. I desire active intimacy and expressions of love in our relationship. For me, sex and romance go hand in hand. Yeah. So I think when you're talking about like maybe looking at things things through rose colored glasses and like not really recognizing that the maybe the real issue is the romance stuff. Like yeah. the sex stuff is part of it, obviously, because that's what the question is about. Uh-huh. But maybe like the rose colored glasses of what the expectation of romance yeah. is could be at the core of the problem also. Right. Like what does it actually mean? And we've talked about this. uh, I don't know why I always say that. I always start off sentences with, we talk about this and then go, did we, did we, but I feel like (laughs) we as friends have spoken. Yeah. Yeah. We as friends have talked about this. We might not have (laughs) talked about it on the podcast, but uh, there is something to be said about, Nope, I lost it. I was thinking expectation, something with romance, but I lost it. It's not coming back. Brain, why do you do this? <laughs> so sorry. It's, it's okay. probably my sneezes that made it go away. It wasn't your sneezes. Your sneezes were fine. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. We have talked about this yes. as friends and probably not on the podcast of how like defining what an active sex life means is also so important because as like most queer people know, but straight people often forget intimacy and sex is so much more than penetration. Yes. And so thinking about like, what does a satisfying sex life actually mean? Right. Would also be part of removing the rose colored glasses of the Knight of cups. Well, and also we've spoken like, maybe I, I can always remove this later, but like your expectation of an active sex life is very different from your husband's expectation of a, of an active yeah. sex life. Like you personally where Oh yeah. And, me personally. Yeah. yeah totally. You know, where people have different bodies, our bodies do different things are, you know, and sometimes they betray us and we don't, yeah. you know, and our partners don't recognize this or realize this. And so there has to be that 
open, honest communication about things and working things out. And yeah, so I think defining what it actually means, like, are you talking about like Esther and I, you and I both have brains that are like, maybe if I knew exactly how often this was happening, then I'd have a sense of if it were normal or not. Exactly. I need, I need some sort of like too, too linear about it or something. It's like a weird hyper fixation thing where we're like, maybe I'll know that I'm normal if I know every time this specific thing is happening. Exactly. (laughs) Because, because it's like, even though like for me, because I grew up in that restrictive past, I felt like oh, maybe this is TMI, but I'm divorced now, so who fuck cares? Like if I was not like available every single moment, yeah. Or if I would say like not tonight, I'm exhausted, then that would be like, like not only would I, that's not even like a wifely duty, like sort of like moniker, but it's like that no. that that it was like he was really desiring something, and I want to fulfill that for him, and why wouldn't I right, fulfill that for right. the person I love the most? Yeah, you know, totally. so even so, it's a kind of like weird sense of duty. So, but then again, it's like like well, you know, my partner may have like a very high sex libido, and I do not. So there, but there has to be compromise and meeting in the middle over that. Right, but also just like figuring out exactly what you mean. Like, is it, right, like, I've definitely had moments where I was like, maybe if I knew exactly how many orgasms I was having each. Month, oh, right, I would know if I were like doing this right or not. Exactly. Major, major. I need a, like, a huge report card. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I would like to be told that I'm, I, I've expressed that I'm a B student. I'm not looking for an A plus here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like I should be average. Yeah. But I do think that there's something to be said of like assessing what a successful sex life means and thinking about it outside of sort of like a romantic ideal yes. of like it being a specific way. Like yes. dig into what it means to you and figure out how to move on from there. Because the ace, the, the sorry, the Knight of Cups is the downside of the Knight of Cups is that sort of like not seeing things clearly sort mm-hmm. of energy because it's just like too You're focused so on focused on something. Off. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is the fuckboy card for some. It is the fuckboy card. Um, okay. So what motivates me sexually? She got the seven of swords. Okay. And this is why I really think that your input about your journey with the seven of swords itself is helpful. I think experiments need to happen. Yeah. Like you, like the information gathering component of the seven of swords is what appeals to me the most about hearing your opinion about it because the seven of swords has this sneaky reputation, but since the dawn of us doing this, (laughs) yes, I have been a seven of swords truther where it's not bad to be gathering all the information you can. It's good. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, like getting in there. Wait, 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 let me look at the question first before I start like ranting about this. What motivates her sexually? Okay. I think you, like for your, for you to be turned on, perhaps you'd need to have all of the knowledge and you feel like you have to possess all that knowledge. Yeah. Like you have to know exactly what, you know, what you're going to be getting into, what you need to, for your own fulfillment. You're like very focused addicted obsessed even with this information like information gathering and and having like all of the things and am i doing it right is this happening yeah. correctly it like going kind of going back to like the king of like the knight of cups arena like you it's to me it's like i that gathering of information so that you can have the most emotionally connective experience that you can have right 
And as a motivation, that's really tricky because then mm-hmm. there's like a moment of like, do I have enough information or not right. to determine if something is, is fulfilling or not? And is he communicating with me like in truth or is he communicating with me because he feels like I need to hear this? Is yeah, he communicating? Or, it's kind of that, that like you, you're, it's that overthinking mechanism that's also be, being fired too, Yeah, where you've totally. gathered so much information and you're thinking about it so much that now it's, it's, it's kind of like it, you can't turn it off in right, that moment. Right. Yeah. I think that that like the seven of swords is such an interesting card in that position because as like, I just do feel like the seven of swords as a motivation is something that you can have such a different reaction to based on your own understanding of the seven of swords. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so what she says is in addition to my desire for romance and love, I must acknowledge that there are some pent up and secret motivations within me. The presence of the seven of sword cards suggests that there might be thoughts I'm concealing from my partner even though I believe I've been actively open with him. This card raises concerns about sneakiness and hidden intentions, prompting me to seek further understanding and guidance, which I'm glad that that led you to asking us this question. Asking us, yeah. I think it's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, And I'm sure that you've explored it with your therapist too, but I don't even know if the secrecy and concealing is the motivation as much as the information gathering, like Esther said, like you, and then just overthinking it. And I think Uh that going back to what we were talking about, the embarrassing tracking stuff. Oh, right, right. That is part of that too. Like mm-hmm. if I have all the information about X, Y, Z, then I'll feel better about whatever. Right. Or, or I'll be successful in this. And once right. I gather all this information, it'll be, yeah. it'll be great. <laughs> yeah. So I'll be perfect. Like you've done the assessment of your yeah. level of openness and you don't find yourself like lacking and stuff uh-huh. that you've been sharing with, with your partner and with your therapist and whatever. It's, likely that it's more about just you overthinking it and trying to get so much more information than you actually need to be enjoy to be enjoying your experience. Yeah. Um, then that you're like somehow subconsciously still lying and not sharing it with your right. or your therapist. Right. I was, uh, yeah, it, I, I re I reject that notion cause it leads to guilt, like yeah, a false exactly. sense of guilt. And, and I don't think that needs to be there. It worse. Like yeah. you're only going to feel more like you're not able to have satisfying sexual encounters with your partner if you're feeling all guilty that like you're doing it wrong or you or don't have the information you need to make it right. get, like the best possible experience. Or like, am I being secretive about something like, and you're trying to explore, like it, it reminds me of like when you're trying to confess your sins and like, you know, you're trying to think of all the things to make sure that God's happy with you and you yeah. can't think of anything else, but then you still have this sneaky, <laughs> you have this guilty <laughs> like thing. Like, well, well maybe like if I just say like, you know, forgive me for the things I don't know what to do. Like right. it feels yeah, very yeah, much exactly. like that, yeah, you know, totally. where you're, you're apologizing for something that doesn't exist. Right. Yeah, totally. And one thing that comes to mind for me with that is just in my own life is when I realized that I was not straight and like, Oh yeah. Then for a couple months I was like, how do I tell my husband? Like mm-hmm. I really am definitely a monogamous. I don't want anything about our relationship to change, but also yeah. like this feels like a big enough part of me now that I have to like say something to him. Right. And there were definitely moments where I felt like I was being sneaky somehow by oh, expressing uh-huh. that. And then thinking about why that felt sneaky when it wasn't actually, and getting to the point of like, I'm not lying to him by not telling him that uh-huh. I'm not straight, but since he's my favorite person on the planet, I'd like him to know me as well as I know myself. Right. Like we always have. So it's time to tell him. But yeah. That still wasn't yeah. me being sneaky, even though no. my like weird guilt ridden brain thought that it was just like, you know, concern and information gathering. And I was worried right. he'd be upset or whatever. And it ended up not being a big deal at all. <laughs> Though I did cry, <laughs> but that's because I love to cry. No you matter love what. to cry. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So the next question is how, sh- how am I interpreting my partner's motivations? And she got the Knight of pentacles. 
And this is oh, I, I, inter- I interpret it very differently than they did. Yeah, same here. I yeah, I did too. So do you want to read how sexually frustrated interpreted it, and then uh, we can? Yes, we can talk, discuss it. Okay. Okay. So sexually um, frustrated said. I have observed that my partner perceives our sex life as a laborious task that demands significant physical effort. It seems that he may not view romance and sex through the same lens as I do, which deeply saddens me and causes emotional distress. The disconnect between our perceptions of romance and sex is hurtful to me. When I associate romance with an intimate physical connection, it appears that my partner may not share the same perspective. This misalignment in our understanding of the intertwining of romance and sexual intimacy can lead to feelings of emotional disconnection and dissatisfaction. So how would you interpret the Knight of Pentacles in the position of how am I interpreting my partner's motivations? Okay. How do I say this? How do I say this? It may take more than just a few moments for him to get into it. Yeah. Because the night to me just seems at least in this aspect, you know, he's, he's ex- on board. Absolutely wants to be there, be present before moving. Yeah. But with the pentacle, it's just like, it's a, it's a little bit slower on the upkeep. It's not because yeah. there's no pro- like presence of love or no presence of desire. Right. It's just that movement is going to be a little bit, not even slower, like physically, but just like, you know, there are desires there that he has to have met first before everything comes together for him. See, and I almost feel like because it's about her reaction to his motivations, I think that she thinks that there's a level of boredom. Like, I feel like oh. the Knight of, of Pentacles is probably the most boring of the Knights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For those of us who, like, really identify with Pentacles as a suit, that isn't a bad thing necessarily. Mm-hmm, like, I'd mm-hmm. way rather be with a Knight of Pentacles than a Knight of Swords. That's for Oh, sure. yeah. Um, Knight of Swords was like absolutely your ex-husband's card yeah. and like everything he ever did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just not very well thought out and a little bit destructive. Yes. 90% of the time. Yes. But yes. anyway, so because it's like a motivation thing, I think that it's interesting that it would be a card that could feel less exciting and romantic than the Knight of Cups that came through with the core of the situation. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the core of the situation is that there's this Knight of Cups that you're expecting, and then you're receiving a Knight of Pentacles. Pentacles, yeah. And so I think that you're right about sort of like the slowness, the pace. snowness. Yeah, snowness. What the hell does that word mean? <laughs> slowness or mm-hmm. pace, I guess. Not of like the sex itself. No. I mean, yeah. we don't know. We're not involved yeah. with that. But of the emotional connection with the sex, there's like uh-huh. some component where you feel like the pace should be faster. Yeah. And he's a little bit more, I want to say plotting, but not. Well, I say it's thing like methodical, way. like not in yeah, a bad methodical way. Methodical is probably the better way to phrase it. Yeah. And I like, I, I don't think that's necessarily a, a bad thing. Um, I also curious, like, just a second, I'm scrolling up. There's it's a it's a quite paragraphs paragraphic. <laughs> it's actually frustrated. Okay, I I was wasn't sure if there was a name. So for sexually frustrated, I wonder what their card is. Like it says, what motivates me sexually, and then the second one's how, I'm turned my partner's motivations. But the but the card for her for Seven of Swords was sexually, but the card yeah. for her partner was overall. But I think that that comes from the place that some tarot readers have where... It's a train? Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> this is why we have to 
record at 11 o'clock your time. No. Your life is loud. What is going on? I heard that. I was like, is that me or Holly? I know. I did the same thing. Uh, I was like, what's happening here? Um, okay. Yeah. So I do think that there's something where some readers aren't comfortable with the idea of reading for someone else. So maybe uh-huh. instead of her asking, like, what are his motivations? Because right. reading for someone else. She said, how am I reacting to it? Uh-huh. But we don't have that same concern. So do right. you, should we pull a card for what his motivations are? Or yeah, I, I think pulling for, I think pulling for both of them because we're outside the situation would be helpful. Okay. Because yeah, it's like I'm what motivates her sexually. Well, that's great and fine, but like there's a disconnect in the relation, right, like things that are going on. Yeah. Okay. Let's pull for maybe just one card for her and one card for him. And then we yeah. can interpret the cards together. Yeah. What did you get for her? For her, the Two of Cups. Okay, and I got the Six of Swords. Oh, interesting. Which I think is interesting as a pairing because the Two of Cups is so positive and the Six of Swords sort of indicates that, like, I don't... I think that maybe this is something that you're trying really hard to get over. Like, you're trying super, super hard to focus Mm -hmm. on the emotional connection and, like, let go of or remove yourself from the sexual situation. Um, and that's the six of swords in this deck is not as ownership based. I'm still yeah. using, oh, um, fifth spirit. spirit and mm-hmm. it's much more isolated and yeah. kind of like sad almost like there mm-hmm. aren't figures in the boat. It's just swords on a boat. Uh-huh. And so I think that it's impacting you, impacting the way you think a lot yes. more than it is the way you feel, which is uh-huh. probably why you're asking these questions. The way you right. feel is full of love and connection in some way, shape or form. But the way that you're thinking is that you're not doing this right. And I mean, we've already, who knows how much of this Esther cut already, but (laughs) I asked her to cut a lot, but it kind of, again, goes back to that idea. And this happened when I was concerned about it. I was also 29. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're sort of like, you know, I've been with this person. I love them. I know that I want to spend the rest of my life with them. Are we having a normal sex life together? Yeah. Yeah. Like, are we doing this? Are we like the fun, sexy, young married couple? Or uh-huh. are we already just like kind of boring and not mm-hmm. doing this often enough? Yeah. And so I feel like that's sort of where there's like the thought process is making you feel so isolated when mm-hmm. the feeling process is feeling okay and you're communicating about this. So again, maybe finding a way to narrow down what you mean by intimacy mm-hmm. and what constitutes a successful sexual experience would be a way to cut through the thought processes that are making you feel so isolated right. and separate mm-hmm. and get back to the emotional place of feeling connected. Yeah. I also want to, to mention too that I don't know if, the, if this is a component, but many times it is whenever you're examining like big things in your life, especially when you're gathering information like the seven of swords. Yeah. Like you're comparing yourself and your relationship to someone else's relationship and what someone else is experiencing. So while there may be a different couple that you admire and love and they have like this sort of experience in their marriage, it's while you're not reflecting that same marriage, it doesn't have to like Holly said, you need to get on the same page about your individual couples intimacy and what that looks like and what that expectation is and right. how you can and both how it fe- makes feel that twos of cupsy. Right. Exactly. Because it's there. There is that two of cups. 
Yeah. So what did you get for his motivation? Because okay. I got another knight. I got the knight of wands. Which is phallic. The queen of cups. <laughs> okay. I think they're down to fuck, but he needs yeah. to be their emotional. <laughs> like, he needs more emotional stimulation. That's what it feels right. like to me. That's what it feels like to me, too, because the Knight of Wands is, like, enthusiastic. Like, yeah. and also having a Wands in a position of a sexual motivation is really great, especially since we've had so many other Knights. Yeah. I feel like a Knight of Wands and a Queen of Cups is saying that there's some component where there is that more of a need for an emotional connection. Uh-huh. And so again, I think defining what intimacy means for the two of you together right. is going to be really the key to this because then he'll feel like you can have emotionally connected experiences together. And that might look different than what he thinks you're expecting or what right. he thinks he's disappointing you by doing mm-hmm. or by not doing or whatever. Right. Right. But having a Knight of Wands and a Queen of Cups together as a sexual motivation, I think is like kind of great. Because there's it is enthusiasm really great. there. Yeah. There's enthusiasm and like like excitement and also like pr- being present. There's like a mm-hmm. lot of good stuff in that kind of motivation. Yeah. And the Ace of Swords just popped up was also very phallic, you know, just in general. Why but... aren't we using Morgan Greer? <laughs> well, it's packed. She's packed. That's why I'm not using Morgan Greer. But we'll just keep saying rods for one. Yes, well, rods. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the Ace of Swords came out. So I think like, like Talking. experimenting new ideas, bringing yeah. new things in yeah. will help. Talking about it. Talking about it. Getting, you know, getting on that same page will definitely like clarify a lot of things in this situation. Right. And so then I think that really is a great transition to the last question. What steps should we take to strengthen our sexual relationship? Uh, sexually frustrated got nine of pentacles and ace of cups. And I think that's a good transition from what yeah. we were just talking about because the nine of pentacles is about really seeing a culmination of uh-huh. achievements that you've had together. And the ace of cups is that new energy, new emotional energy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, taking stock is a component of the Knight of Pentacles. Yeah. And then the Ace of Cups being like, you know, allowing the emotionality to be there and to be right. present and to not try to remove the emotionality, but to harness it after assessing everything together, looking at everything you've accomplished mm-hmm. like in your life together and assessing what intimacy means and then letting that sort of like emotional energy carry you through Mm-hmm. as you sort of sort things out with each other. And I was thinking that the nine of pentacles is like in opposite, like in my brain, it's like kind of like the opposite of the seven of cups where the nine of pentacles, it's like looking at your bounty, like realistically, yeah. Yeah, you're not totally. like, you don't everything have like you've done. everything you've done together, everything that's kind of come from your relationship. It's yeah. in a realistic way. It's not in that sort of like, like dreamy state of like you know love or emotions or things like yeah, that it's in this yeah. very you know tactile realis- yeah. realistic way of like how things have bloomed and what exactly has happened yeah so i definitely think like bringing that all together will help you all like come on the same page it didn't come out correctly Esther. get on the same page <laughs> <Esther>. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> <laughs> that too but I, yeah i do think that that's kind of like the i think that you're on the exact right track so good yeah. luck sexually frustrated this yeah. was a really fun exercise and i'm sure it was. that it's probably given you a lot to think about hopefully you still like us after this yeah i hope so we did give some pretty blunt blunt advice, advice. Hopefully Esther removes anything that I'll be mortified Before about I, later. Yeah, I'll keep, I'll keep in mind that p- parental units potentially listen to this. 
Oh, was I'm God, what if your parents listen to our podcast? That would be that would, much scarier than mine. <laughs> that would be wild. It would never happen. I, I, yeah, Can't I, I'd be Satan in that surprised. way, Esther. Surprised. Okay. I'd be surprised. Well, good luck, sexually frustrated. Yes, good luck. All right, and we've been recording for like over an hour, but we did promise two questions in a deck, so it is we time did. to do our deck. Yay! Woohoo! We're doing a full-blown review with our old parameters and everything. Yeah, look at us. We're talking about the Guided Hand Tarot, which we have a fun story about in addition to all of this information because we only bought it because we used the art in our book. And then yeah. we're like, oh, this is actually gr- like really yeah, great. really great. Right, yes, yes. <laughs> we must own it. So Irene Mudd is the artist and creator. And Irene is an artist and illustrator based in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, The medium and aesthetics of the guided hand tarot are a departure from her usual work, which is normally paint using oil and watercolor primarily and fiber art. She started creating collage as a means to shake up her usual way of working and to cultivate new ideas and develop a different kind of visual language. Common threads throughout her work include the intersection of myth and history, women's folk tradition and stories, mysticism magic and storytelling which is like obviously so aligned with tarot so that's oh yes sense. about the deck itself uh this was kickstarted in 2018 so it, you know five years ago at this point which is wild mm-hmm. um the, and this is from the kickstarter itself which gives a little bit more of the history of the deck the guided hand tarot was created in a flourish of intense creative activity in three humid summer months in 2017 each card was hand collaged and embellished with I don't know how to pronounce this word. Gauche? 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 I think gauche. Gold marker and embroidery. Go- it's a type of paint spelled G-O-U-A-C-H-E. <laughs> We're not Someone artists. didn't ask Google to pronounce it for them before. The I know. And you did the last time. So I'm really letting our fans down. Uh, she says, my love of color, pattern, and texture flow throughout this deck. And so its uniqueness lies in the tactile layered quality achieved from analog collage. I'm going to finish this, but I have so many thoughts about analog collage. I wanted this deck to maintain the symbolism of the traditional tarot deck, such as the Rider Waite. So the art was carefully and intuitively designed to communicate the themes of each card without the symbolism getting lost in the design. The guided hand tarot approaches the ancient symbolism of the tarot. It's fine. From a queer feminist perspective, I guess the symbolism can be ancient, even if the tarot isn't ancient. Oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) I chose to blur the rigid gender binaries present in traditional tarot decks by representing queer and sometimes androgynous figures in place of many male or female archetypes. The aesthetic of this deck is deeply influenced by abstract painter Hilma of Clint, who makes a cameo as my high priestess. She believed unseen mystic forces guided her hands to create her stunning geometric paintings, which is how my deck got its name. The geometric compositions and triadic color schemes in the deck pay homage to her mystical art. There is also repeated use of triangles in the deck, which represent the alchemical symbols of earth, fire, air, and water, an integral facet of the tarot. So I, okay, you can buy this on Etsy. We'll just get that out of the oh, way. Yes, yes, uh, there's like, if you Google it, there were a couple of other shops that used to carry it, but it's primarily on Etsy now. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay. I freaking love analog collage. Work. Oh yeah. I love digital collage too, but there's uh-huh. something that you can really feel about these cards because oh, yeah. the art is so what just what she said very tactile because you can mm-hmm. tell that it was all like full-blown you know marker scraping against paper yes yes before it got printed 
and you know digitized in that way. Yes. And I things are cut something... out with a little scalpel or what are they called? Yeah. Exacto knife. Exactly. It's very, very exacto knife. It's very much something that like, you know, and if I were a good artist, we would have done in like an art class. It oh, just yeah. feel it feels so tactile. And so that's one of the mm-hmm. reasons that we used it in the book. We yes. put it in the book under the collage section because we really loved the art, but yes. neither of us owned the deck. And then when we were choosing card images for our book, we were like Oh fuck! Oh, I like this one. Yeah, like yeah. I need I need to own this. I think I bought it like while we were looking at the page for it. Yeah, I think so. I think that's when we both bought it is when we were looking at the page for it. Yeah. So specs wise, it's like standard tarot deck. It's a mm-hmm. little bit slick, but not too uh, slippery. Yeah. It doesn't have any edging, so it's very straightforward in that way. And honestly, this is gonna make me sound like the oldest of old ladies, but it kind of. I think that 2018 was really like a heyday of just like basic indie decks. Yes, yes. Like I'm gonna spend 45 specific dollars, uh-huh. and they're gonna be two piece hard books with a great little like trifold uh-huh. definitions that doesn't have any bells and whistles, but it's just solid and beautiful and functional and sturdy. Right, right. <laughs> uh, I will say I don't know if we're gonna get to it. I I don't like the trifold. Just because I want more information about why the art choices were made. And that's like the complaint like every time. But like there were more, there was more like information about the art choices that Irene made in your little blurb than there is in the trifold. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So the trifold is incredibly great. Three word definitions. Yeah. Like very, very basic. So I do think that this deck would be super approachable for a true beginner because I guess that it doesn't rely on, I mean, we love knowing about artist decisions. Obviously, oh, yeah, we yeah, wrote yeah. an entire book about it. Like, we <laughs> like knowing exactly why people choose what. But right. I think if you were approaching this, like, if you went into, like, some funky little crystal shop and, like, uh-huh. you know, Joshua Tree and saw this and were like, oh, I've been really drawn to tarot but haven't ever looked at it before, this would be a totally appropriate, oh, yeah. perfect deck to pick up mm-hmm. because the definitions are so straightforward. And for, for that, we personally, Esther and Holly, or like, give us more. We exactly. want more. <laughs> I want to know all the information. I mean, Seven of Swords, hello. So. Yeah, exactly. How am I supposed to know if I really, truly love this unless I know every single thought you ever had about exactly. it? Exactly. Tell me everything. <laughs> but no, the, the trifold is nice because the definitions are, you know, quick, concise, memorable, um, and stuff like that. And it's like, it's nice, a little little handy, like, trifold yeah. thing. But I just yeah. want more information. We, li- we like more. Bitch. So I think that the vibe in general feels like it really combines a lot of the things that she talks about in her Kickstarter with like Mm -hmm. mythology. Uh, There's a couple of cards with like contemporary figures or like historical figures from the last uh, century. Like the Queen of Wands has Martha P. Johnson on it. Marsha. Mm -hmm. Marsha? Marsha P. Johnson. Marsha P. Johnson. Sorry. And in Pride Month, how very dare. (laughs) Well, not quite yet. We still have a couple days. This will be out. This will be out in Pride Month. month. (laughs) You're going to have to take it all out. Marsha P. Johnson is the Queen of Wands, and she looks fantastic. But there are some cards that have, like, actual figures, but that's not the point of the deck. It's very much more, to me, like, using historic art, historic ephemera. There's, like, images and stuff Mm -hmm. that are all cut together, and it feels kind of, like, classical, but also pretty whimsical. And you can definitely sense that this is something that she was, like, feeling when she was putting together yeah. like everything yeah. feels very tactile yes 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 um i don't think there are any name changes i didn't note any so i, feel I like didn't like... i don't think there were any name changes 
Okay, cool. So then we get to start talking about our favorites. Yay! Do you want to go back and forth? I have Yeah, we can go back six. and forth. Okay, I also have six. I think that I know that we're going to overlap on at least one. Probably two. two. Maybe three. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably three. Can I tell you which ones I think we'll overlap with? Okay, yes. Let's, let's That'll see. be a fun way to start this. I think <laughs> okay. that we both chose The Moon, The Three of Cups, and The Lovers. Uh, we we overlapped with The Moon. That was it. <laughs> oh, no way! Well, I don't okay. know what other ones you have. Uh, my other three are The Chariot, The Star, and Temperance. Yep, nope. We only overlap on The Moon. Look wow. at us! Wow! <laughs> All right, well, I love it. Well, let's talk about The Moon first. Yeah. So The Moon is one of the ones that feels the most marker yes oh you're holding it in your hand i'm still showing it to you <laughs> like the moon have, you can the texture of the paper and the background is really yes. really there and present and like in it but mm -hmm. also there's like a graphic black and white moon and then there's moon phases and turquoise around it and you can tell that the gold in the moon phases was hand drawn Mm -hmm. And we used this card in our deck, in our book. Book, uh -huh. And I just think that it feels so good. It just yes. feels so collage-y. Mm -hmm. Also, the font on every card is hand-done, and it's yes. really cute. Like, it's it is. very nice font. Yes, yes. Yes, I, th I like that it looks like the moon, like, is enshrouded by a crown, kind of. Yeah, And we just love totally. the moon in general, so she should always be wearing a crown. Yeah, but... <laughs> she deserves it. But it's just, it's very beautiful, peaceful, serene, like, the moon, but also very, like you said, tactile and collage and in, like, right. a very, like, fun way. I guess in that way it should also maybe be a huh, because it doesn't, to me, bring the vibe of a traditional moon card. Oh, but yeah. But we just both really love it. Like, there yeah. isn't sort of, like, the mystery of a true moon card. Right. And it feels so fantastic that it still is our favorite, even if it doesn't necessarily like align with our in understanding. Interpretation. Like Ryder Wade Smith. Moon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'll go next with my, with our first non shared. Okay. I'm going to talk about the chariot next because the chariot okay. is like a gondola. Oh yes. 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 I really like that. It's like not warlike at all. Like these yeah. are people enjoying their day. Yeah. And it's a got like an old school gondola, probably from like the sixties and it's collaged over sort of a supernova. So it's very like in darkness, but there's a lot of like sort of star energy there. But mm -hmm. I love that it isn't a warlike chariot. It's like yes. a very, not like peaceful chariot, but just like neutral chariot. Yeah. Like, you don't see this and think like, Ah, gotta get moving right right it's it just moving think, along we're doing this yeah like yeah. we're having a moment we're making it happen and i really love that yes i like it well for for my first non-mention card i'm going to go to kind of like the the comp the what am i trying to think of the word please hold the compatriot of the moon with being oh. death oh because yeah. Because the death, I think we also flex. have maybe this one in the book. I don't remember because I we looked at so many cards. Yeah, but it's it's like the cycles of the moon actually like in the center with death moths, like on the outside kind of mirroring them, and then I like the triangles. Card. Yeah, and it's just it's just so like beautiful because I mean it's the moon and like how can we not love the moon? But also like moths like being drawn to that light of the moon. Yeah, and in... and we've seen moths be on death cards before, mm -hmm. but I think the combination and also the symmetry of the card itself yes. is like reflections of the moon phases and the moths and the triangles, and it just feels so cyclical. I totally yes. love it. That that almost made my my top ones too. I think it's so pretty. Um, speaking of moths, yes, I really love Temperance, which is two sort of like 
you know, oh, yes, 60s yes, yes. bowls pouring into one I another. I want those bowls so bad. I, I know. They're like, so, I the they look, they look kind of like, um, uh, like tin. What is it called when there's basin? Like stuff? Oh. Yeah, they look like basins, but what I'm specifically thinking is like campground cups. That oh, have like, yes. That are tin and they tin have cups like enamel. Enamel. <laughs> like enameled tin bowls. Yes. And there's a bunch. And so it's pouring from one to the other. But I love the detail of having the top one have like some aquatic plants in it. And mm-hmm. then all of these moths that are drawn to it. I just think yeah. that it brings the symbolism and temperance of one thing pouring into another into like a really kind of pretty interesting very textural place i don't hear anything this bitch these bitches outside are have a basketball now there's no <laughs> they have never in my life had a basketball outside and all of a sudden the time we record someone has brought a basketball outside the parking lot you're like what is happening what here? is going on okay okay sorry all of a sudden i just saw something like peeking i was like is that me and so i took my yeah ear. no <laughs> like yes it it's is. you <laughs> Um, my next card, I will go with the five of pentacles because I love these little, I think it's a Vietnamese umbrella, but like these little children, like walking through these, like, um, like hand cut out drops of rain. I love it. And even the puddle under their feet, you can tell was like a separate piece of blue Mm -hmm. that she layered. So it's just And that's so what cute. I'm talking about when I say the freaking hand collaging, like yeah. analog collage. And even the pentacles themselves. Yep. You can tell each They're one of them is drawn separately. They're uh-huh. like hand-drawn pentacles. It just it adds so much life to the cards. Yeah. Yeah. And that someone was so thoughtful to like like it this took time. This is not like yeah. someone doing like an A okay, shade, lots of shade coming. But like it's not like someone like put a prompt into an AI generator and like boop, right. boop, you know, a card came yeah. out. This was someone yeah. who had thought and process into their art making, you know, like style. Absolutely. And was and very intentional about it. So Yeah, it's so pretty. This is kind of uh what should I go? I'll do the star next. So the star has some like mythology stuff with it because it's like an old photo of a woman bathing kind of. And then I just love the dark background. That's very galactic. There's like all of these sort of watercolor tones towards the bottom and she's really beautiful. She looks very peaceful and it still has the like idea of the star and the, the um, amphora like pouring over her. Look at how cool the paper so that she cool. chose for that is. The paper itself it's like a for the galaxy collage, pouring over. Yeah, it's like multicolored and so vibrant. And I just really, really love it. I love all of the colors on this. And I think that it's a super deep and dynamic choice for mm-hmm. such a dark card. I mean, the actual card itself. The card itself being dark. Yeah. My next card will be the Three of Wands because I just like the image of there, this old antique window. Yeah. And the person is staring out the window. Like, I just love that sort of, like, setup where there is movement, there's action, there's anticipation that's going on. Yeah. And that more than I feel like in other cards, like, you know, there's that, like, ooh, excitement. Like, something's going on out the window and I'm going to go to it. Yeah, yeah. It's like the precipice of something. I think it's, yeah, it looks kind of like a, a like a mountain, like going hiking. It looks like on yeah. the outside, so. <laughs> the mountain is calling, Esther. My last two are like very <laughs> women loving women. Very, okay, okay. <laughs> because one is the Three of Cups, which is like a probably like nymphs. It's like a oh, triad yes. of nymphs. 
And then the lover's card is two Edwardian women smooching on the face. But the reason that I love the lover's card so much is like the, the pen drawings that make Mm -hmm. everything reflect each other. Like the two women kissing each have all of this art on their side of the card. It's super symmetrical Mm -hmm. and feels very reflective of one another. And I just think that that's such a pretty way to do a lover's card. Like it's about the people themselves. It's about sort of like the connection that they have both physically and because their art is reflecting each other. And also I'm glad that a picture of two Edwardian women kissing on the face exists. That makes me very happy for our historic, historic sisters. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Uh, my next card is the Ace of Pentacles because oh, there's God, so much so flower. There's so much flowers. Jesus Christ, history. <laughs> there's so many flowers like that were like hand cut out. There's like the of course like a giant pentacle, and yeah. there is it's not what is it called? There's not they're not beads. Okay, seventies disco is flashy clothing. Disco balls. Nope. With the little bitty, the, you put them on top of each other and they make... Sequins. Sequins. There we go. There's like <laughs> we did six, it. We did it. There's like sequins on there and like... Oh yeah, you're right. And it's, I just think it's like just so like flashy and abundant and beautiful. And there's like a snake a that's snake. on there somewhere. A snake. a snake is on there somewhere. So yes. I, and I'm the just, hands. And there's also a spider. It just feels yeah. very like of Moths. the earth. Yes, yes. I just and the background is like it's teal, and I just love it so much. It's just yeah. so lush. And it's another one that you can just tell that the analog, um, the analog collaging was something that she took like great lengths to yes. make what she was envisioning. Yes, yes, yes. All right, then my final favorite is the three of cups, which is Aww. probably nymphs kind of in an embrace. Yeah, and I think the reason that I like it is that the three of cups are so, is so celebratory, but this also feels really peaceful. Like mm-hmm. you know that friendship where it just feels so calm and like like meant to be almost it's the vibe Mm -hmm. that I get from these three of cups and I love that energy of the three of cups because it's quiet and it's like strong and it's still loving but it isn't quite as like out loud and I just like that interpretation of the three of cups because I feel like it sort of varies from the more common three of cups party city situation yeah yeah and my last card, I which I forgot this was going out, the Pride Month, so this was not, like, any sort of, like, clue or, like, signal to anything, is Marsha P. Johnson as the Queen yeah. of Wands. Because I feel like that Marsha P. Johnson embodies that Queen of Wands, like, energy of excitement, but also, like, activism and wanting to do things and being yeah. involved. Just yeah. so very much. Yeah. And, and they're just so beautiful on this card, like, holding a bouquet of, like, flowers that have been cut out, like, in all of the... Um, details that has gone into like making their image on this card just like the best bestest like queen possible because they yeah. are the best queen and then so. like the the sort of that literal crown on uh-huh. her head followed by sort of the reflection of the crown of the circle behind her head everything yes. just really pops yes yes and there's a black cat that's there so it's just classic it's just queen of wands very amazing i love the queen queen of yeah. wands in general I, but this i one is kind great. of have that card under my hump because uh-huh. i don't like it but i just it's always a little bit hard for me to wrap my head around a deck that has some actual historical figures. Oh, and a right. A lot of non-historical figures. Non-historical figures, figures. uh-huh. But I do love that card. I think it looks beautiful, and obviously I love her representation in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, it, it's always a little bit interesting when, like, there's not, like, a concerted effort to have every queen be a oh, historical right. figure. Right, right, right. So that's my only huh, really, about yeah. the deck at all. Do you have any huhs about the deck? I did not, but mostly because, like, I just left it up to the artist's interpretation of some things, because it's just like, you know, as a collage, 
sometimes things come together and it's, you know, like, like, you know, like the seven of wands here. It's, it's a, it's a child that's just kind of running around, but like, I'm like, okay, it's a seven of wands. I understand what it means. This is just yeah. their interpretation of it. Yeah, so. totally. Awesome. Well, I guess we should pull a card for our relationship with the deck, which I forgot to include in the outline. Oh. But we always We're used here. to do that when we were doing reviews. So, a card that represents my relationship with this deck. Oh, I got the Knight of Pentacles. The Knight of Pentacles is coming up for us today. My card is the Seven of Pentacles. Ooh, she wants to work. I like that Seven of Pentacles. Look at all that beautiful greenery. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Oh, well, so yes, you can find Guided Hand Tarot on Etsy or just Google it and you'll find it. And we're so we're so excited to talk about this deck. Yeah, it's a long time it. coming. I know. So that's our show. Don't forget to send us your questions. You can find all of our contact information and a question submission form at wildlytarot.com. And based on our friend Claire's suggestion, we are changing our outro. Oh, starting today. <laughs> Sorry, Esther. today. Uh, this is my this is my part of the outro. Okay, yeah. buy our book, The History of Terror Art. It's available <laughs> where books are sold, and we want to keep it that way. <laughs> yeah, we're always worried that people will not buy more. So yeah. buy our book. Buy our book. You can follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast at Celestial Esther and at Holly Enchanted. Also, speaking of, if you buy our book, you can also read about this deck. So yeah, you know, that's nice true plug. too. Nice plug. Exactly. Relevant. Uh, <laughs> We it's totally intentional for yeah. our new announcement and this exactly, deck. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Guided hand, <laughs> if you will. Uh, also, join our Facebook community by searching Wiley Terror Podcast on Facebook or join our Discord server, which is linked in our show notes. And remember, go forth and tarot wildly. We love we you all love so much. You. Happy Pride <laughs> Month. Happy Woo. Pride Month. <laughs>